Thanks for tuning in to the Palm Beach Podcast, a weekly show highlighting people making a positive impact in our community. With your hosts, sports chiropractor and athletic trainer, Dr. James Spencer, photographer and art director, Mike Jones. Our show is brought to you by Pomp House Coffee Roasters, Opportunities in Delray Beach, and the Lotus Travel Company for retreats and tours in Palm Beach County. Hello, and welcome to the Palm Beach Podcast. My name is Mike Jones, hanging out at Media Zone with some cool dudes. Dr. James Spencer, how are you doing today? Awesome, bro. Always a pleasure to see you. You know that. And uh, we got a special guest at Media Zone as well, right? Yes, sir. Good friend, colleague, mentor, one of the best swing coaches on the uh, PGA Tour, Chris Como. Welcome, bro. How you doing, Doc? Welcome to the studio, bro. Mentor. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. What am I mentoring you on? You still got some slackline skills that I don't have. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We've I talk- got the falling down better than you do, maybe. We, we've talked some it. balance before, so... Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming to the studio and, and taking the time. I know you're thank extremely you busy. Thanks so, for me. yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, the balance talk that we've had, you know, there's a lot of uh, crossover from what I do and, and application to, you know, how you guys carry that over in the swing. So, hmm. um, I think it's something special and not a lot of people are talking about it, which is cool. So, yeah, no, that's one of the things I've appreciated hanging out with you is just that focus on balance. The You don't really see people who are like specializing in it, but it, it does need a lot of attention and love. So I think it's cool that you're, what you're doing. Well, and, you know, like I, I, I've talked to you about, it was cool to see that Bryson was jumping around on the slack line and he's, I mean, he's been doing it for years. Yeah, he's pretty into it. So um, to see how that's kind of carried over into his application application of golf and the in the golf swing itself is really cool so mm-hmm. um what brought you to palm beach um you know it's it's kind of a hot spot for golfers in general right um i i, I worked with tiger uh from 2014 to 17 he lives out here so i would say that was the first thing that's not true jamie lovemark is another guy that i work with um and i started coming out with him probably in 2013 he lives out of here. Perfect. Yeah. So, so the basically the the tour presence, um, just working with a couple guys that, that live out here is what initially brought me out of here. Um, it's definitely the hot spot of PGA Tour golf, um, and then I have a lot of other sort of golf fanatic type clients that that live out here now. So it brings me out of here quite a bit. Plus, beautiful sunny skies, Mike. Yeah, always. That's the real reason. <laughs> and it's, and you know, both of you guys are water connoisseurs as well. So I think you're we're finding that. Uh, what you're looking forward to that peach, yeah, Mountain Valley peach. I'm over saving there, this huh? white peach sparkling water for uh, halfway through this thing. Well, quality is what we speak of, indeed. Yeah, yeah, quality, whether it's water, golf swings, balance training, it doesn't matter. Yeah, this is going to bring me down the home stretch of this podcast. So we'll save it. <laughs> we'll save it for when things lag a little bit. I love it. I love it. I will say something cool though, because I was watching some of your older videos uh, before you came in today, just to get a little background, a little research. Um, and I, someone asked you, like, you know, how do you teach Tiger, like? How do you teach one of the best guys to ever do it? Um, and you're like, okay, well, no one hit the ball better in 2000 than like he did, but his body's different now. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting, right? Cause that's something a lot of people ask, you know, whether it be Tiger or anybody on the PGA tour, how does someone coach someone who's like one of the best players in the world, whether it be, you know, whoever, whatever, whatever coach is out there coaching a top player and, you know, golf's crazy, right? It's like, I guess it's like any other sport in a sense, but like, there's a lot of day-to-day sort of variance with it. And all these guys are trying to get better and they're all trying to find small edges, right? It's so competitive out there that a quarter of a shot here, a quarter of a shot there could equate to quite a big difference in money earned um, in a season. 
So you're trying to put people on your team that can help you find the small edges, whether it be, you know, maintaining your swing um, and the way you swing at your best day to day, um, kind of finding parts of your game that could, could use a little bit more attention, you know, whatever it is. Um, the, and with Tiger's situation, it was really unique in the sense that he had, a, you know, a bunch of different injuries and he was trying to kind of rebuild his swing in his game, um, given the, the sort of the current kind of constraints of his body. Um, so with him, you know, as always in my mind, in 2000, that was the gold standard of how anybody's ever <laughs> swung a golf club. Like if you can magically do that again, do that. Right. <laughs> um, but with a very different body. So the game plan in my mind was always, how do you get as close to that sort of gold standard of 2000 again, within kind of the current parameters of what his body would allow. Um, and, and also with a consideration of like, okay, how do you, how do you swing in a way that will sort of like fit this kind of like goal of aging gracefully and being able to play <laughs> as long as possible. And you know, we had a couple of really good years, um, 2018, 19, you know, obviously got into an accident fairly recently. So the guy is like, the, the best fighter I've ever seen. Um, you know, had a ton of injuries and, and fought back from those injuries, won the Masters, and, you know, he's got this accent and, and this sort of rehab process ahead of him. But if, if there's someone who can get through something like that, it, it would be him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. One of my uh, Olympic show jumpers today asked me, what is his driving force? And I said, well, I, I personally don't know that answer, but what's your driving force? Like, what keeps you competitively going? And for her, it was the passion for the sport. Mm. And, you know, I'm not speaking for him, but it seems like that's almost very similar for his situation is that he just cares so much about the game of golf and, and really wants to, to pursue and be his best. Mm. And that's what keeps people in the game, mm. right? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because sometimes for people, it's like a, a goal. But, I mean, that can be kind of – I mean, I think that's always there. But, it, you know, it seems like – the people who are able to st stay really motivated for long, long periods of time, they, they, they seem to immerse themselves in the process of it, right? And, you know, I had this talk with someone recently, and I don't know this, I don't know Tom Brady uh, at all, whatever, but like, this is just outside looking in, totally speculative. But someone was saying something like, you know, why doesn't Tom just sort of like stop when he's on top? And, and to me, it's sort of like, or like Jordan, why didn't he stop when he was on top, right? Uh, and I, I just, I think that misses it, right? I think the best... It's not about this, like, I achieved a goal that I'm done. It's about how do I have a goal that helps me get immersed in my day-to-day -day sort of process. And it's that day-to-day -day process that, that gives him the true fulfillment. So I think with Tom, I'm just guessing. It's like, sure, he has whatever goals, but really those goals aren't anything in of, of themselves, but more about how they, they pull him and give him sort of this energy and this motivation to get up every day and get into that process. But it's really that get up every day into that process that almost becomes its own like like walking meditation if, if you will right with it's a lot of intensity journey, right? but but it's its own sort of like zen of just every morning having that energy getting up and being like okay I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get in the middle of it and there's a lot of just satisfaction and fulfillment in that well i think i saw um joe rogan and, and mike tyson i think it was joe that asked him like you know would you still like box or spar and anything today he's like no i can't because it will consume my life mm. it's like i literally wow. can't just dabble and that's like the alpha mindset, I guess, where it's just like, weren't I'm not an alpha in that like respect where it's like, dude, if Mike Tyson picked up the gloves again, he would just like go, go all in. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is where you have like maybe just different period, periods of your life, right? There's different windows where it's like that's that's what you have this sort of inclination to do, and then there's other windows where maybe it's something else. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's like inner exploration. Like maybe it's like disappearing into yeah. someplace. Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. 
walking off into the sunset, but it's just, it's just kind of following whatever that is in you at that point in your life, I think. And, and what's your thought process on, on working with somebody new? Is it you try to attack the lowest hanging fruit or? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of depends, right? Like every situation is different, but for a lot of guys, it is, you know, figuring out a kind of, you know, okay, what, what is their, their goal and their objective? Um, because you have to kind of at least at the front end look at it from that lens. And then what is a path of least resistance to that goal? So that's oftentimes like low-hanging fruit. Um, but, you know, if someone's kind of battling an injury, it depends how you define it, I guess, right? If someone's battling an injury and and their swing, for example, is 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 putting them in a place where they're, they're constantly kind of in and out of pain, um, it may not be the easiest change to make, but it's like the most important because if, if you're hurt, like the rest is sort of irrelevant, right? So it's kind of like, you know, with each individual situation, you know, coming up with a hierarchy or a prioritization that kind of fits the whole like overall game plan. And we tell my, uh, my high school athlete parents that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just sometimes you tell them like, Hey, I, I, um, the goal is for your son to play, um, college or that's your goal. Right. And I don't think that this is a great idea to pursue this right now. And if you want him to play while he's in college as a sophomore, what you're talking about is irrelevant, mm. you know, but sometimes they're just so caught up in the moment and so caught up in the game and the politics that they don't see that. Yeah. And um, it's frustrating as a clinician and probably as a coach when you're like, I know that you don't want to do that right now. You may not see that, but the the best thing for you is to avoid that. Yeah. And um, it's very difficult, you know, conversing with a lot of high school parents on that situation. But um, I think that's, Trying to educate them is probably the best way of, of showing them this is what we really need to accomplish to get to that goal in two years or three years. Yeah, yeah. Or or if, 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 if they're not going to kind of buy in and you feel like it's not the, the most appropriate thing to do for the kid, like, you know, create the boundary of like, well, okay, I'm not going to be a part of that. <laughs> Which is exactly what I do. Yeah, man. sometimes you just got to like say, okay, cool. Like if you're like rigid on that game plan, I don't agree with it. Like I'm not going to kind of like <laughs> – you know, I mean, just because at the end of the day, you got to feel really good about what you're doing day to day with your own, the game plan you think is the best for a person. Correct. And it's even funny, like to hear you talk about the longevity stuff. Um, I come from a baseball and football background where when I now try to play golf, it was always like hit a home run. And he was like, hey, man, like we want to play when we're 90 out there. And like he <laughs> has like the grandpa swing. He'll he'll club up swing nice and easy and like you know it's inspiring to watch because uh, you you see some guys out there they spend more time chasing the balls um and so it's cool i want to play golf when i'm 90 as well and i work on a lot learn. of hurt backs yeah too, sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you see that but you try to prevent it as well and and, and lead by example right yeah beautiful, whether dude. it's quality water and glass yeah or, um I, I will I will say this though because like for example Bryce in the last year and a half has has done a lot of stuff to make swing changes a hit or farther, and I think he's done in a way where he's really trying to be like considerate of of not getting injured as well. And a lot of people have been like, oh, he's going to get injured doing that. Speed does not necessarily equate to like injury. It, it, the devil's in the details of of where's the speed coming from. Um, you know, he works with a guy named Greg Roscoff who does like the MAT Correct. stuff. Um, I've spent, you know, a fair amount of time with Guy Boyer, the, the osteopath from France, a guy named Dan Hellman, yourself, Stu McGill, who's like kind of like a spine expert. So I, I think there are ways to swing a club to where you can create a lot of speed. I mean, inherently, there's always going to be wear and tear on your on your your body and your back when you're doing 
anything athletic, especially something like golf, right? It has a lot of rotation in it. Like, I don't think you can completely eliminate that, but there are ways to kind of somewhat minimize it that I don't think necessarily compromise creating speed. I agree. And, and doing that with uh, respect to, hey, there's always a risk mm. associated with that. Mm. And um, I think that's where you kind of teeter-totter peak performance and or injury mm. and, and finding the happy medium of feeling that swing and, and being able to reciprocate what that feels like to you um, is the best approach. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to say one of the best golf moments of the year was, you know, when Bryson like celebrated, like clearing the water. Yeah. But then Caleb, you know, from Barstool kind of awesome. wound up him and uh, that Instagram post blew up where he like did the celebration after a drive. So it's close. It was a toss up. Yeah. But that <laughs> as a golf fan, this is like the stuff that we like to see. Um, I remember even last year when like uh, the lockdown was pretty hardcore and they had like the, what was the the game with Charles Barkley and, yeah. and they had them all mic'd up. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, as a fan of the game, like this is spectacular content. Well, what a time to be alive. I, yeah. I mean, this is golf's like golf's a fun sport to like watch, be a part of. Cause you can't like, you're not going to get like, you know, Charles Barkley or whoever on like a football field. Right. I mean, I guess you could, but like, it's just unlikely. Different. Yeah. I mean, in, in general, like I think golf's so unique because it's, it's really the one sport where like all the fans pretty much kind of play it. Right. Like you go watch the Super Bowl, And then when the game's over, if you go to your local park, you don't see it filled up with people playing football. That's a good point. But you watch the Masters and you go to a driving range afterwards and it's like freaking bumping, right? Like there's a ton of people like hitting balls. And it's just kind of like a trick question. I'll ask people like, who's everybody's favorite golfer? And what's like the typical answer? What would you guess? We'll we'll just say Bryson. Bryson, Tiger, Rory, someone, right? And it's like, no, everybody's favorite golfer is themselves, right? Uh, (laughs) It's like, it's a trick question. But like at the end of the day, everybody's favorite golfer is themselves. So I think golf is is, is really cool and unique (laughs) in the sense that the fans play the game and the fans care about how guys are doing in a tournament, but they care about their own game more than anything. Well, it's funny. I think the PGA Tour posted something on Instagram where they showed multiple clips um, this past week of the Masters. And it was this guy swinging his paddle on his paddle board, mm. you know, just practicing his swing. This young kid taking his T-shirt and practicing, an older gentleman practicing. And it's to your point, you are your favorite fan and your favorite player. Yeah. Yep. So it's cool to see that. And uh, um, really neat to bring camaraderie. I think it brings a lot of people together of all ages mm. um, when you can have a good competition and um, whether it's a nonprofit fundraiser or whatever it may be, I think you just bring a lot of people together mm-hmm. with the sport of golf. Yeah, for sure. So what's some of your goals going forward? I know you got the, some TV shows coming up this summer. Um, I'm sure you wouldn't mind if Bryson won a couple more events this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously rooting for all the guys I work with. Bryson um, is playing some great golf. Jason Day, I've been working with him since the beginning of the year. He He's really starting to look good. Jamie uh, Lovemark, I've worked with him for quite a while. It just um, came in second in a Corn Ferry event last week um that a boy yeah jamie's the best um just a good good dude so um it's nice to see him kind of have a nice finish there um you know work with emiliano grillo who came in second also last week at a uh, um at harbor town um so all those guys all the people i coach um seeing them play good i, I teach these two kids pearson and parker cootie over at ut um 
great collegiate players. Pearson actually just became the number one ranked amateur in the world. I saw you share that last week. That's wow. cool, man. Super cool. Really pumped for him. It's um, it's amazing. Um, I've worked with him since they were 10 years old, so it's really cool to That's see cool. these kids just like grow up into total you know studs out there um so again just the guys i work with the recreational golfers i'm super passionate about anybody i work with because it's like to me i think one of the the primary elements of, of being a coach is you basically adopt someone else's goals as your own so you know to to, to see someone have their goal embrace as your own goal then then have them kind of like have some success and that fulfillment that comes with that is super rewarding for me um yeah i got those shows on the golf channel um one's called like swing expedition where I travel around and I basically, uh, find other coaches, uh, people in the performance world who have interesting stuff. And I kind of like interview them and find out about their stuff. And then how do you, you know, kind of add my own spin to it. So we got a new season. This is our third season. Um, that's gonna be releasing in June. Super pumped about continuing to do bro. that. Thanks. I love, I love, I love doing the content side of things, especially when I'm able to bring other people in and kind of really highlight how many really smart people I think are in the golf slash sports performance world like yourself. Would love to do some stuff with you. Um, you know, the golf channel does that show, but like I also kind of want to do some of my own content that's maybe not so golf specific because I love like the human performance side of things in general. This is where we've talked about it. I, yeah. I would love to do some stuff with you. I built this kind of like sort of lab in my living room, my house in, in Dallas, um, where we have like 3D motion uh, cameras and then we have force plates. Um, I went to grad school for biomechanics. So it's basically the same, essentially the same technology we had in the lab. Um, but now it's like in my living room. So <laughs> that's awesome. If you, if you go to, uh, uh, Chris Como golf on Instagram, you can see some pictures of it and we'll do a lot of content on there. So would love to do stuff, some stuff with you or Definitely. anybody else you recommend. Who's got like interesting things in the human performance world. That to me is where I'm going to do a lot of like the stuff, um, on my own out of the lab. So, and that's what I appreciate about you is you're always trying to learn. Mm. And I think that's what makes a really good coach too, is you're not complacent. You're not you know, just alluding to Tom Brady, it's like, you're, you're, you're excited about that, that eagerness of learning and passion. What is the carryover into my sport, whether it's personally and or professionally? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really cool to see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely learned about myself. One of my biggest driving sort of things is, is just curiosity and learning. I'm, I've always been a very curious person and, and I need that kind of like that. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, enjoy yeah, me that. too. So, how was it being at uh, Augusta a couple weeks ago? I, I mean, Augusta's it's the shoes it's, were killer, it's, bro. It's holy land. We um, saw the Nikes. Golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Augusta's the best. It's 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 a special place, you know. Um, I'm there. I'm working, so it's you know it's it's your you're in your kind of your work mode, but like it's just a very special place. You can almost auction off those green Nikes after that one, though, bro. They got some. They got some love. Yeah, I think they uh, they were popping, and uh, it's just cool to see the um, some fans, you know, in attendance. And yeah. uh, it was just Absolutely. it was really really nice. And someone to win that uh, was definitely an underdog. Oh, Hideki's the best too, man. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, I love him and his team. Are the, they're so nice. I was I was really happy for him. I was so I'm 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 pretty good friends with uh, Xander. And, you know, Xander, someone I'm, I don't work with Xander. Um, he works with his dad, but him and his dad are like great people. I'm, I'm very friendly with them. And I'm always rooting for, for Xander. Right. Um, you know, unless he's like up against like a guy that I coach. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Xander. <laughs> but, but, uh, I'm always rooting for Xander. But the thing is, is that Hideki's so nice. I, I, I just didn't want to see him kind of lose that lead. So 
And he did. There's a weird. It's like he's like, come on, Xander, but it's like, come on, Hideki. Yeah. Like you're just. I, I was really happy for for Hideki. He's a really nice dude, and he this had whole a tough team's last super day nice. too. Yeah, but he fought it out, man. Yeah. Golf's tough, right? Like, yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, you make some you make some mistakes out there, but the fact that he was able to kind of really hang on and bring it in, kudos to him. And and how cool for for you know his country and just exactly. what Big a time. super cool win. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Really into it. What's your favorite moment up to this point? I don't know. I don't really. It's so weird. I don't really look at things as like that. I don't have like a moment. It's kind of all. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know? And that's, that's. Like even the tough ones. It's like sometimes like the, the tougher situations is like the, that has provided as much sort of growth for Correct. me as anything else. So like, I, I don't know. It's all been, you know, really, really very thankful for all of it in its own kind of unique way. So that's really cool. Yeah. I was going to ask you, when are you moving to Florida? You know, <laughs> I've been kind of like looking at some places out here. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I haven't quite pulled the trigger. So I'm trying to figure out what area I want to live in. I was looking at like Jupiter and then I looked over here at Singer Island and I was looking at Delray. Uh, so I got to figure out what area I would want to live in. And then do I actually want to pull the trigger? Of, yeah. I mean, I got that place in Dallas, um, which, you know, I'm going to build that out as like kind of like a studio and Dallas will always at least um, in, in part be um, kind of like a home for me. But then Florida, is, this, this area is becoming a spot that I'm at more and more and more and more. So it may make sense to actually get a place out here. We'll gladly accept you over here. Dude, yeah. <laughs> we got to get you out, you know, out on the surf. Yeah, I know. Whew. It's been a while. You I came, grew up in California. You, you came so. here for like, you know, 10 days last time. And you're like, yeah, I went to the store and got a board. Like, I was like, <laughs> I okay, where are we water. going? Where I know, we going? I know, I know. I grew, I, I grew up in California. I grew up in the water. So there's a part of me that's like always craving it. But I can it's relate. been a while. I can relate. Yeah. It's been a while. So I got I to just pull the trigger and get out there. And then I'm sure I'll just like I'll be addiction. addicted to it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, uh, listen, I know I could speak for Mike, but thank you so much for taking the time, bro. And I was going to say you better crack that white peach. I know. But <laughs> I love You know, we've been talking. I, I love this Mountain Valley water. This is awesome. Better than the Key Lime? I like the key lime. Yeah, me too. Yeah, key lime's nice. Yeah. That's good. You're That's known good, for though. having the green bottle out there, though, right? I drink a lot of uh, Mountain Valley water wherever I go, so sometimes I leave them around. And <laughs> <laughs> but who helped you get to where you're at today, man? Anyone you want to say thanks to? Uh, I mean, That's- so so many people, right? Like, uh, I had so many great mentors in the golf world. Um, Adam Schreiber, Mike Adams, um, that are coaches, like Brady Riggs, so many people. Dr. Kwan is, is who I went to grad school with. Uh, Dr. Sasha McKenzie, another PhD in biomechanics who's been a big influence. All the players that I've coached have been massive influences, whether it be Jamie or Tiger or Bryson or, or whoever, right? So, you know, it's a huge list of people. It's almost it's almost weird to even name people because you're going to leave out so many people. Correct. But yeah, like, bro. Um, you know, you learn from your mentors. You learn from your students. Um, so to me, it's amazing how much you learn from the people you actually coach, right? It's like it's own kind of like a loop where you're helping them, but they're, they're teaching you at the same time. So, In learning the... Uh how effective communication is very important. Mm. And this is something that, you know, Logan Morrison was talking to us about. He was saying, you know, this guy I didn't like as a hitting coach, but I really liked him. They were saying the same damn message, but he said it differently. Yeah. So, I think so, so much of, so much of coaching is, is really getting a sense and an intuition, uh, you know, for the person in front of you. So to me, it's like on the front end, I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm really trying to like, understand a person as best as possible before I'm even formulating kind of like a game plan and like, you know, the way I want to sort of execute a game plan. Um, yeah. So I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think as coaches, 
yeah, there's you just got you got to rely on kind of like your intuition for the person a lot, and but that takes a lot of like you know filling your mind and your senses of like kind of what they're about. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of up and coming golf coaches here in Palm Beach County that uh, hopefully could take a couple lessons, you know, because at the end of the day, we all just want to get better and help people, and that's like the the theme that I feel from this. So, dude, I can't thank you enough thank you to guys. come back to Media Zone one more time. You yes, know? This is awesome. I'm yeah. so, I'm so impressed with the setup, and you guys have been helping me kind of look at looking at maybe doing something at my place in Dallas. So I appreciate all the consultation you've given. Dude, cheers, cheers brother. brother. Cheers. Yo. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Palm Beach Podcast. Our show is brought to you by Palm House Coffee Roasters, Opportunities in Delray Beach, and the Lotus Travel Company for retreats and tours in Palm Beach County.